Hi everyone, Paul here. Just wanted to drop in before the start of this podcast to let you know that we'll be back very soon with the next book in the 87th Precinct sequence and the podcast, and that is See Them Die. And my guest on this podcast is Lorraine Ramage, who you can find on Twitter at at lolmidge, L-O-L-M-I-D-G-E, and Merrymaker Films. So pop on there and have a look at her filmmaking work as well. Enjoy the podcast. It's very Bollywood. It's an 87th Precinct podcast side pod bonus episode. This was not planned in the original scheme of things, but because we looked at the film High and Low recently, the Kurosawa film from 1963, based on the Edward Bain 87th Precinct book King's Ransom from 1959, well, that road carries on a little bit because in the 70s, we find a film in India called Inkar, and we're going to talk about that tonight. And the we that we're talking about is me, Paul, your usual host, me, and a competition winner who's joining me in my living room, or should I say our living room. This is Lorraine, who is here. Say hello, Lolo. Hello, Lolo. Okay. Justify yourself, Lorraine. Why have I asked you to do this side pod bonus episode with me? I, Lorraine, am well known within this household as being a fan of popular Indian cinema, also known as Bollywood, of which Inkar is one of. Okay, <laughs> try just putting some of those words together without the gaps. Inkar is a Bollywood film and I like Bollywood films. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Is there a difference though in, in film? Is, is every Indian film Bollywood? No. What's the distinction? I think in Bollywood there are elements of song and dance and definitely love stories that you don't always see in other Indian cinema films. Or if there are love stories, it's certainly not song and dance. Can you give me an example then of a, a, a perhaps an Indian film that is not Bollywood that people might know? Well, Dangal is probably Bollywood, but it doesn't have songs and dancing. That's, that's the film that I'm desperate for you to watch about a man uh, bringing up his two daughters to become wrestlers. I'm sure it's very good. Yeah. Any that people... What's what's the... Is there any Bollywood or Indian cinema films you think are the ones that are, anyone would know outside of, you know, the people that watch those films regularly? Probably... Maybe not. DDLJ, maybe. So Dilvali, Dilhania, Lejayenge, which is a, was a massive, and still is, a massive mid-90s Indian Bollywood film. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, it's an interesting thing, isn't it, that the Bollywood film industry is absolutely massive. Yeah. But generally speaking, unless you go to watch Bollywood films or it's sort of part of what you've grown up with, people often don't know about it outside no. of India. Or, or don't, they... certainly don't know about how big it is, how massive the stars of it are yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. Absolutely huge, yeah. It's 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 massive, and I suppose you can. The, the term Bollywood's a bit problematic to some because it it's kind of seen as dismissive, but it's it's just absolutely massive, yeah. 
and it, and it's amazing and you don't get to see them often here in the UK well, let's have a quick recap on basically how we've got to Incar yes. in 1977, so end of the 70s. King's Ransom was the story by Ed McBain in 1959 about the shoe magnate Douglas King being blackmailed by some people who think they've kidnapped his son. Turns out they've kidnapped his chauffeur's son and it becomes a bit of a, morali- a morality tale as much as a police procedural story about... Will he pay the money when it's still demanded of him, even though it's not his son? And how does that play out in the relationships he has? And in the book itself, we then get into the police procedural. How do we catch the kidnappers? In the film High and Low, which you watched with us before mm-hmm. we did the podcast with Steph, our guest I last time. It. Can I just say I missed the smoke scene? Yes. Because I was polite. <laughs> We would have paused it for you, but yes, you were too polite and then you missed that. Oh no, let it run, it's fine, I'll be like 30 seconds. (laughs) Silly sausage. But you enjoyed High and Low, didn't you? Loved it. Oh my goodness, yes. Astonishing film. Yeah. That takes the morality tale part of it and and makes that the main thing, although it doesn't scrimp on procedure and that's got quite a lot of cops in rooms being sweaty and the fans are on them and they're all gathered in there in the heat trying Mm. to work it out. Bollywood, not famed for its gritty police sequences, particularly. So we get to 1977. <laughs> High and Low has obviously made an impact. And Raj N. Sippy is the director. I don't know if he was the guy who instigated this or it would have been pro- producers or what. Decides to remake it as Inkar. Mm. I don't know what Inkar means necessarily. <sighs> Inkar means refuse. Refuse? Or does it mean refuse? Well, oh, oh! I don't know. <laughs> One ran the word through a an online translator, and that it came up as refuse or refuse. I suspect it's refuse. <laughs> as in to so refuse do I. To, to yeah, I know it's ransom. a great title, isn't it? It's brilliant. It's a great title. And if anyone wants to look this up and some of the imagery, the DVD case we might come back to because it's a bit strange how it's put together. Yeah. But there's a logo for Inkar, I N K double A R. Yeah. It's a really good logo, and I'm not sure if it's correct on this case here, but yeah, it's part of it I think is missing on this, because I think on the top of it there's normally a little train running across the top of the oh, logo. Oh, right, I didn't know that. And it's got a little bag that's used to throw the oh, money out in. That's so, so cool. I'll put a link to that on the, on the Twitter feed, etc. Right, then Lorraine, first and foremost, basic reaction to Incar. Did you enjoy it as a, as a Bollywood film fan? Yes. Okay, how much in comparison to some of the other ones you've seen? Other Bollywood films generally? Yeah. I I thought I really, really enjoyed it. I've seen quite a few sort of action films, um, Bollywood action films, and to me it stands up with those, the the, the sort of bombast and the ridiculous action of it. And some of the, we'll probably talk about later, some of the action scenes are incredible, Hmm. you know. Yeah, so it is definitely an action movie, so... Even though there's a lot of action in high and low, Inkar goes beyond that yeah, and reduces the morality t- side yeah. of it as well. Although, obviously, we've got a big thing here with the, the Japanese film. There's a lot about honour and position. Here, there's a, more about family honour, isn't there? Mm. And family position and, and a business position about yeah. how, you, how you're viewed in your com- community, possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Certainly within the family group, a big family group, which is, I assume, and I think from what I've seen of Bollywood films, is, is part of it. Yeah, you can see. It's normally sure. centred around family groups. Definitely, yeah. Okay. I'm going to do a quick 
rundown of some of the main characters and then you can tell mm-hmm. me about some of these actors because oh, I don't thanks. know. Right. So <laughs> I don't know much about it. Well, our Steve Carella character yeah. is, is the only real policeman that's got any personality in this. There is a couple of others. But Steve Carella character mm. is um, known as Inspector Gill in this film yeah. and he's played by Vinod Kanna. Yeah. Douglas King becomes Haridas Chowdhury by Sriram Lagu. Yeah. The kidnapper, Sai Barnard in the book, and I can't remember the name of the character. Oh, from. it's Raj Singh in the, in the well, film. Well, the name in this is Raj Singh. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the high and low one as well. Oh, okay. But yeah, Sai Barnard in the book, he's Raj Singh. He's mm. played by Amjad Khan. And Diane King from the book is known as Sono Chowdhury in this, and she's played by Lily Chakravati. Mm. And there's a, quite a few other names in there, I think, which are fairly well known, including the fantastically named Helen. Yeah. Just Helen. <laughs> I assume it's an allusion to Helen of Troy and. No, her name was Helen Richardson, what, just Helen? I think. Yeah. So Helen Richardson. How she can was. We make you, yeah. She was Burmese um, English. Which is the Richardson part. Yeah. And the Helen part. And, and that was it. And. But she made her career in Indian film. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Okay, and there's a character who's known as Drunk Fishing, and he's in a bar as well, and he was played by Keshto Mukherjee, and I'm I sure wonder. we'll mention him as well because he's oh. got. A face that it's a very a famous name things. in film, the Mukherjee family. I don't know if he's part of that family at all, but the Mukherjees are, are huge. So let's get into it then. Yeah. Opening sequence. We need to establish that <laughs> Inspector Gill is a hard cop. Oh, this is amazing. What happens? I can't remember because I think I'm conflating high and low now. Is it the restaurant scene? Well, it's the, well, no, before that, yeah. basically, we have an opening sequence that's like police squad. Oh, he's chasing no. somebody, well, it's isn't he? police squad first, isn't it? Oh, it is. The because the, yeah, the, the, the title. I've completely forgot because it's like a couple of, it feels like a couple of weeks since we've watched this. Well, but there's a camera set on top of a police car, like just behind the lights. And you see the lights, don't you? And it's travelling. Is that right? Well, you might be thinking of police squad. Oh, now. maybe I am now. But it's, basically, but it's, it's, night. it's a police car <laughs> travelling through a city at yeah. night. So unlike high and low, which opens in... The King residence, or Gondo Kingo, or whatever way around it is. Yeah. This is has a title sequence with the police squad business. Yeah. Although it doesn't do anything mad, like fly <laughs> through space or drive through a building or anything. And I think it's setting its stall there, isn't it? It's saying, "Well, this is a this is a cop show, guys. This is a cop." And the film. car pulls up, and the coppers run out oh, to, that's right. to chase some drug dealers. Yeah. But. So excited are they to get these drug dealers. No one's put the handbrake on. This car just, just keeps rolling on. It's brilliant. And I assume that it was just like, well, we can't retake it, do it. It was Quite t- right. Quite right too. That's what I'd do. And move on. We've done it. It's fine. Yeah. But then we see <laughs> Inspector Gill being called away to a restaurant where someone's had a heart attack. Mm. And that's a fantastic sequence in there. Because we're more establishing that he's not a very sympathetic character. Unlike Steve Carella, who is. Yeah. And well, it's, maybe it's not sympathetic, but I think he sees through the ruse, doesn't he? That's how. That's what I took the, from it. Lying on the floor, having mm. a, a heart attack, yeah. in air quotes. Yeah. And he comes in and basically just kicks him and yeah. tells him to get out because <laughs> he's a scammer. Yeah. Damn scammer. So we've met that guy, and then we can yeah. get into meeting. And then our, we pretty much go to the Chowdhury's, don't we? We do, yeah. and we basically get into the the bit that's as near to high and low and. King's Ransom mm. as it's going to be. Yeah. I read someone reviewing this in-car film and saying, oh, it's a shot-for-shot shot remake of oh, High and Low. No. It's not even close oh, to a shot-for-shot no. shot remake. No, no that's so ridiculous. So we're going to find that person. And, and tell them off. She'll Oof. tick them off considerably. <laughs> we meet Haridas Chowdhury, and he, as in the book and in the 
other film is having its discussion with the board of the National Shoe Company. I was really pleased because we have the tearing the shoe apart. Yeah, thing you, you were really, quality. you really enjoyed That's that. That's essential didn't you? to the yeah. story to prove that he actually shoes. cares about the product, even if he is a rich man, at, you know, trying to buy up the company. We don't get masses of stuff about him trying to take over the company. We don't get all the in- intrigue and interplay. No, I think they've stripped that storyline down just to the bare bones of. But we do get that he's borrowed the money from the company mm. in order to buy the shares he needs to. He didn't. They didn't do that in the book or the other film, did they? No, no, yeah. he, he was putting up his house. Yeah. Whereas the way he loses his house in this one is is by being found out for borrowing mm. the money to do this, that, and the other. There are Bollywood films also do sort of businesses and family businesses really well as well. So that's yeah. that kind of makes. But he gets sense. a phone call very early on, and, mm. and it suddenly gets really dramatic, and you're thinking, "What? They've kidnapped him already!" Mm. And um, Haridas Chowdhury does his catchphrase, <laughs> which is, "Oh, oh my God." God. <laughs> which he does three or four times in the film. <laughs> great, isn't it? You know, that's something that's interesting about Indian yeah. film. This is in Hindi. Yes. So that's the main language spoken throughout. But like many bits of the Bollywood films I've seen, when you've been watching them, lots of phrases are in complete total English. Yeah. So is that just the nature of the spoken language in, in India? or is it? In I think film? it probably is, to be honest. Just if you look, at, look back at the colonialisation and... Is that a word? Yeah. I've just completely gone mad. Um, and obviously the colonisers were English speakers, the English stroke British. I, th- I think it is very common for, for people that speak not just Hindi, but the other languages just to slip into the English and slip back out again, just inter- interchange. Because there's it. quite a bit big difference between some other languages, I think, in mm. terms of how much of their roots are Sanskrit and things like that. Some have got more than others. Possibly, I don't know about I that. I seem to, be to recall that being the case. <laughs> but I'm certainly no expert on no. it. But English, obviously, is common across all You're of the... You're expert in English. I'm all right, apart from the fact to say um and so a lot. <laughs> But that was interesting. I always find that very interesting when suddenly you're thinking, oh, I can hear this in English and yeah, you've forgotten that you're not reading a subtitle anymore. all yeah. the time. But it's mainly in Hindi. Yeah. Anyway, the sequence with the phone call at the start turns out to be a red herring because what's happened is <laughs> it's his anniversary. Of course it is. And he has to rush home to his family home yes. and see his wife and the children and his chauffeurs there yes, as well. Yes, we've, we've still got the chauffeur. And we've got the wife, but we've got an additional person as well. We do. Who is it? His sister. It's his sister. Yeah. So she's new to the mm. to the story. She's our route into the love story. She, isn't she certainly is because she's the former partner of Inspector Gill. Yes. And maybe partners, maybe too strong. Well, I'm trying to be love. Love interest. Interest. Yeah. Let's go. Which for and that. we get a great flashback sequence. Oh, that's great. Which tells us all about it. You sort of flash, and you have a flashback within the flashback. Yes. Yeah. And they run around on the beach a lot while a song plays. Well, wouldn't you? Well, if we had people playing a song around us exactly. when we go to the beach. <laughs> but talking about songs, let's deal with this. This has got songs in it. Yeah. Mm. Now, none of these are based on the book. There aren't <laughs> many songs, are there? Four. That's actually not that much. But maybe it was for the 70s. I think this is the f- first 70s Bollywood film I've seen. So I don't know. In the 90s, there were absolutely millions in each film. Yeah. There's no big <laughs> dance know, sequences in this either. I mean, there's, no, could... there's, no, there's no mystical dance sequences like you see in some of them where suddenly there's hundreds and hundreds of yeah, dancers. Yeah, the big, the sort of huge numbers. Yeah. But I don't know if they... Ha- I think I'd have, to look, I'd have to look at older films. That's definitely became a big thing in the 90s. 
Yeah. But whether or not it was a big thing before, I don't know. But there are two or three really good numbers in this. Yeah. But it's a strange thing to have come from high and low, which is so stark <gasps> and black and white, and very little music, and what mm. there is 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 quite jarring, yeah. to come to a Bollywood film with this essentially the same story for the most part. And then suddenly, within the first 15 minutes, we've had an amazing oh. song. So, but before, I still don't understand Before that. We, can, we talk about that actual sequence, playback singers... Yes. I think this is something that's not very well known. No. People think that Bollywood is songs and dancing thrown into films. I know a lot of it is. Yeah. But what, what's a playback singer? A playback singer is somebody that will have sung the song that you're seeing Shah Rukh Khan or Kajal, they're my favourites, miming to. Yeah. But the weird thing is, and there are huge numbers, um, numbers, <laughs> they're huge names. So you've got like Lata Mangeshkar, who's my favourite. Asha Bosley is probably very well known. Mohammed Rafi. Oh my God. And but, so they're and so well respected because they're proper musicians who have done thousands of songs. Well, Asha Bosley is the most recorded artist she in is. the world. Yeah. yeah. And again, if you don't know who she is, it's not a name you'd think, oh mm. yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah. It's, it's just. And it's she's amazing. Lata Mangeshkar's sister. <laughs> well, the songs on this one, there's four songs. One sung by Kishore Kumar and Asha Bosley. So, Kish- I love Kishore Kumar. Okay, oh. one's sung by Usha Mangeshka, and the other two, which is a happy and a sad version of the same song, are yeah. uh, by Mohammed Rafi. Yeah. And Oh Mungda Mungda by Usha Mangeshka mm. is the one that Helen does in the bar yeah. later. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll, in get, a bit. To, Probably, we'll get to that. Which, that's sort of our catchphrase <laughs> when you try to go through some of these. We'll get we'll to get that to in that. a bit. <laughs> But yeah, they have playback singers and they do the actual singing and then the big name stars act it out on the screen. But the weird thing about playback singers is, like, the the Asian network might once, I don't know, a couple of times a year or whatever, go, oh, we're having a Shah Rukh Khan day or I don't know, I can't think of any other... Well, let's stick with Shah Rukh Khan. He's the most famous actor, isn't he? Yeah. They'll put, you know, it's it's always like the famous songs that he mimed to... But the so-, so they'll play the songs on the radio, but they were the but songs he mined to. to him. Kind of, yeah. It's really strange. It's, it's a, yeah, really odd. Because they're so. Because, thing, yeah, because these songs are so linked to that character in that film, you know, in, in that situation. It's, it's fascinating. It is. It is interesting as well. But we get a great sequence at the. En- not engagement, I'll just say engagement party, mm. the anniversary party, yeah. where a chap turns up. Yeah. Does this amazing song and dance number, and the kids do this really weird high pitched sing along <laughs> thing, which I suspect is actually just done by Asha Bosley. And it's well, within fifteen minutes we've had this this song and dance yeah. number. Yeah, it's and, very loving and very kind of cheesy, isn't it? Yes, it is. Very it's all fun. oh, you love each other. Oh, we're all a lovely family. Blah de blah. Mm. <laughs> you don't know who that guy is, though. Oh right, so he is is Rakesh Roshan. Who is? Who is? Well, he's the brother of the person that did the music for Rajesh this film, and he's the father of Hrithik Roshan, who is a very famous Bollywood actor, um, because he looks exactly like him. I went, ooh, ooh, so <laughs> I recognise that face. Does this one sequence? Yeah. All the couples have a little dance. The but, kids are very happy. Da 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 da. Yeah, and then that's it. And he's off. But that was a special appearance by him, so I think he's playing himself. Yes, he's credited as himself. Yeah, and. But isn't he the one that when the phone goes for the first time and, and Chowdhury says, oh my God, it, it was in response to him not turning up, oh, I can't make your... No, no. 
Oh, is that? Am I not that getting that right? That was the second right? time he was called to the phone. Oh, because the keeper's guessing. So oh, they have it in the office sounds, where he's sort so of thinking, that, oh, "I've got to get home for my anniversary party." The second time, he's being tricked into thinking that he's not coming. He's sent to the phone. Third time, the phone goes. It's the kidnapper. Do you think that they banked on us having seen high and low? Well, I don't think you would know. It just can't because it. I suppose because we just. But we can't separate it. it out of our heads. No, that's true. So we can't see yeah. this film without having seen the others. Mm. That's just the nature of things. It's cumulative. Mm-hmm. But the kidnapping happens. The same yeah. thing happens yeah. as happens in the story and in, very... the, in the film, other film. They don't dress up, do they? But it's essentially a small boy has been mistaken for another small boy. Who dress up? Do, in High and Low, don't they dress up in like cowboy outfits or something? And they, and do you remember? Well, basically, and, they're, they're, and it was like, oh, you're yeah, not wearing that anymore. The two anymore. boys are the same age. They're wearing yeah, the same outfit. Yeah. So they're just wearing the same outfit. Oh, okay. in this. And so they accidentally snatched the chauffeur. Mm. And the chauffeur in this is really, really even more in the background. But it's he's another totally tragic figure because yeah. obviously he loses his son into this in this kidnapping. Yeah. Yet he really doesn't get much of a crack of the whip in the story again because it ends up being all about the Chowdhury family and the love uh, story between Inspector Gill yeah. and, the, and the sister. His main job in the film is to kind of have wet eyes and for his bottom lip to go a yeah. bit to be fair he does it very well he does it he, i thought he had quite a nice performance but he's he sort of cuts quite a sad figure different to the one in high and low yeah there's still that deference thing isn't there that yeah. kind of servant master type relationship going on which is a bit of a link to the Well, other the funny film. thing in this film is that they're even more about how his son is part of the family. And That's he's in the true. dance sequence and he's in the singing sequence. That's actually while, really... while his actual dad, the chauffeur, is yeah. off in the background. But the kidnappers in this case are more like the actual book than they are like oh, high and low. Like, read, because yeah, listeners, I have not read the book. <laughs> in the book... Disgraceful. There is three kidnappers. Yeah. A man and... Two men and a woman... Mm. In this, there's two men and a woman. Unlike High and Low, where there's just the one guy and he's used a few people along the yeah, way. Yeah, you don't his... really see them, them in High and Low. They just sort of turn up dead. So I'm assuming at some point they may have gone back to the source material and had a little I, look. Yeah, they must have. Because otherwise, why they would you have, have like the, the lead kidnapper yeah. and, the, and the couple with you? Because they don't do that much in this film. Well, there's no credit or mention of Ed McBain anywhere. I don't yeah. think there is in High and Low either. But right. That's the nature of these mm. the way these things are made and sold. But the main kidnapper, Raj Singh, he is amazing. What a presence. What a noise that happens. Every time he turns oh. up on screen, there's this huge tiger noise. It's like a sort of... Like, obviously, you but... sounded like a kitten and I sounded like a thundercloud. Somewhere between the two, that was exactly the sound that it made. but there was is it not like a kind of rattle or something it was quite it was really good it was a lovely musical cue (laughs) and all you see is that like you know maybe his ankles very wide flares and the shoes but he does this thing where he sort of he's either in shot or he walks into shot and then he he sort of cleans his shoe with the back of his other leg does that make sense and that's like a thing and he does that a couple of times yes before he gets the full reveal of him but then the full reveal happens really quickly in the film. It's yeah. like, oh, hello, that's you. You're the baddie, then, are you? <laughs> but basically, he gets time away from looking after the kid, and I think this is possibly why they added the other two kidnappers in, yeah. so they could give him more solo time. Oh, they time. got he got loads to do. Because, like in the film, like in the book, well, unlike in the book, but in like in High and Low, 
they get the ransom because he demands it to be sent to him through being thrown from a train window. Yes. And that's very much like high and low. Oh, it's great, yeah. Very very similar. And then they try to track it. But there's some even more ludicrous stuff about how the car's dumped and it's covered in... It's disguised. Oh. The colour of the car disguised it white, by being wrapped it was, in paper. Yeah, so it was black with a, was it a Hindi number, number plate? And then they find it ages later. And it's white and with it's an white, English number yeah. plate or something oh. like that. But they find out that it may have been covered up because mm. there's still some paper stuck to it. Yeah, it's been, the... a, it's been dumped in a lake. <laughs> That's very lucky. That's about the most. The closest you get to sort Sometimes of forensic work. luck just happens in policing. And you've got to accept it. But they do have to start... Once they sort of figure out a bit about who he is, start to put some clues together or yeah. who one of the kidnappers is. They start doing surveillance. And the oh. best thing in this entire film <laughs> is that they find that he's going to a laundrette to pick up some clothes. And the way they do their surveilling is by sticking a camera inside a watermelon. It was quite extraordinary... It's a large watermelon. Possibly a jackfruit. And quite a, it could be a jackfruit. Yeah. And it's quite a large aperture. But the man, who presumably the policeman, moves the watermelon or jackfruit around, not around. at all suspiciously, <laughs> as the man leaves. There's Raj Sigley. Is it Raj Sigley? No, it's, it's the other one, yeah. Yeah. But there's my tip if you want to try and find out mm. something that's going on and without people knowing. Find some fruit and ram a camera in it. Because no one would suspect you. No. And if you sellotape your Thought phone to a banana and leave it on someone's desk, they'll never know that you're filming them. <laughs> that's my suggestion. I'm going to do that tomorrow. Do it. See what's, see yeah. what's going on. See what's happening. So that's clearly how the Indian CID <laughs> chase up their that's targets. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So where are we up to now? I don't think we can go through this thing entirely sequentially. But I would like to talk about the nightclub scene. Yes. Which is another excuse for a dance number. Yeah. So, because in this film, it's kind of like a bar rather than a... Yeah, so... It was... Well, actually, I, I sort of took it that bar, to be... I almost took that to be um, like a, the, the version of the drug den scene rather than is, the nightclub scene. It is, instead of the police scene. being there, it's, it's the kidnapper goes there yeah, for a drink. Yeah, he's just there for a drink. And the watching... singer, Helen, yeah. does well, a, a raunchy... The, the performer, Helen. The performer, Helen, does a raunchy <laughs> number to all the men in the bar... Mm. Which clearly, oh, in their drunk. inebriated state, sets passions alight. Yes. And they become quite rowdy. And the kidnapper, Raj Singh, starts a massively oh, balletic my fight. Days. Such a beautiful with a, Possibly, fight, is he with fighting the guy who's wearing a t shirt that's advertising Ind Coop double diamond beer, which was a famous quite, British ale from the 50s, 60s, and 70s? Heck of an outfit, that. Yeah, that kind of really t-shirt. stood out, didn't it? Well, it really I find it fascinating. I. And do you know what? It sent me off on a bit of a research tangent today. Oh, listener. Because it seems so weird. But obviously, this is it, it was exported widely, I think, possibly. Certainly in the 70s, Double Diamond was big. Why someone would be wearing a Double Diamond t-shirt from Indcoop, Burton-on-Trent, England. I have never heard of it before this film. There's loads. I advise <laughs> listeners to go and look up the different eras of adverts for Double Diamond on YouTube. There's quite a lot of them. There was one here that I saw, I think it's from the 70s, which is a wedding and the groom's being encouraged to get up at the the wedding breakfast and make his speech. And he gets up really nervous and he goes, I'm only here for the beer. (laughs) And then they sing a song with the music to a hole in my bucket. Wow. Which is just the words, double diamond, 
over and over again. <laughs> and I think there was one from the 60s, which was black and white, and it was trying to make it a bit more sophisticated, possibly. And it contained the phrase, Drink the beer the men drink, with the men who drink it. Men who like good company know a good beer. Men like yourself who make up the double diamond club in your local every day. They sound like horrible people. So I just got fascinated by that. It's a bit of... Um, Wormholing. Booze ephemera. Right. But I think that possibly every time booze is seen in the film, it's always in bad situations. Mm. No one good's having a drink. Mm. And I don't know if that's a cultural thing, possibly in those films. It can be. Um, not Maybe not nowadays. And I think still to this day, the Indian class... Uh, the, the, the film classification board, if you have anyone smoking, will actually have on the screen, not afterwards in the credits, but on the screen, smoking is injurious to health. On the screen. Like, there was something with bizarre. animals as well, wasn't there? We saw him on a oh, film. what was that? There was like a statement came up on the screen about these animals that were looked after or... I cannot think of what that was. Was that a historical one that we watched with uh, Dr Andy Davies, oh, friend of the show? Oh, um... Bajirai God, isn't that mad? It just seems really jarring when something like that happens. It sort of takes you out of the story. But yeah. that didn't happen here anyway. But the song that Helen sings is called Munda Munda. And apparently it was used in another film and is quite popular. Do you know what it means? I have no idea. I think the translation is ant ant, as in the insect, not the... Ant ant? I think Munda is ant. Ant? Ant. Well, that didn't come across in the translation on screen. What did what did the translation I can't come? Remember. Uh, maybe we should watch it again while everyone's listening. For those of you listening to this with subtitles on, I don't know. So, but oh, Amongda Mungda, it's not a bad little number. It's quite fun. A bit raunchy. Yeah, it's quite fun. But as I say, it triggers this rather balletic fight it's... sequence. People flinging themselves off, off rafters. There's no real reason for that entire sequence, though, other than no, having No, and in her. fact, the kidnapper guy has to say to himself, stop doing this or you'll That's draw right. attention to yourself. Like, <laughs> internal dialogue. I've gone out for a quiet drink and I've embroiled myself in the fight again. But Ugh. there's another amazing fight at the end when oh they actually God. in the pursuit at the end. It's prolonged, I'd say, well, protracted. The, pur- the pursuit starts with, mm. eventually, he's making his escape. Watch the film. You can go watch it on YouTube if you understand hindi or buy it it is available on dvd (laughs) at the end when they're pursuing him Mm. they're pursuing him with dogs so there's two dogs and they're pursuing him really badly like he crosses a river and they don't cross the river like it's suddenly become this raging torrent it hasn't (laughs) then so one of the other cops the only other cop that you sort of see who has any lines he's like the bosun character the meyer character i think you said yeah Yeah, he's the nearest we've got to that sort of thing yeah this pursuit goes on for ages they're suddenly in some woods and there's a river and this stuff like that and the other cop and the dogs chase after him and then he releases the dogs to get him yeah and he strangles a dog it's horrible it's i just don't there's no warning on screen about that That's how mad the kidnapper is. It was really horrible. Didn't he strangle both of them? Do you just hear these whimperings and him looking a bit Well, I assume so, otherwise there'd still be a dog chasing after him. Oh, dear. To this day. (laughs) Yeah, still now as he runs across the uh, That entire sequence, especially the last 15 minutes, is terrifically violent. It's wonderful. It is, because the cop, as well, gets drowned. He he drowns (laughs) him. He he holds his head underwater. I was really sad about that. I I wasn't pleased. No. I wasn't pleased. Were you more sad about the man or the dog? 
Ah, moral maze with Michael. Moral maze. (laughs) But it kind of feels like in typical Bollywood fashion, justice is served by a violent death. Basically, this long punch-up. Oh, my goodness. So, obviously, the main baddie and the main hero Trying to drown him. Oh, they, in they a end massive up in some long punch up what? in a factory, yeah. in a drainage system. Yeah. Every time you think one of them's down, they get up again. Mm. He tries to electrocute him. You think your your hero's dead. <laughs> you don't know what's happened. I mean, all of it's perfect. <laughs> it gets fairly ludicrous. It's and especially the very end. I mean, that is out. It's just ridiculous. I can't remember what that was. The, just the explosion. Just he goes to make a way, make away in a car, oh, yeah. and it's just like oh, it's exploded! It's massive fireball now. There you go, just desserts. Yeah, done. <laughs> That's how you deal with it. But in a way, I don't know whether the police deserve to have caught him because when they originally catch the two kidnappers, oh. the other two, the couple, and they find the boy, it is absolutely. We were sitting there, weren't we, watching this going? What? Why? Why have you? Why are you getting into the van with them? They, it's not. Well, it's not just a van. He, he puts. <laughs> they load up the the two kidnappers into the back of this van, which has got no door on no it. It's door. just a cage over mm. a, over the, at the back of it. The back is just the doorway, but and no then door. He puts the boy in there and gets in there himself. Yeah. And of Meanwhile, course, he sent the... the police car away to do something else. I was like, why didn't you go in? The police How did he car get with to the be boy. An inspector in the CID well, with that sort of planning. I don't know. This poor Nepotism. lad almost gets thrown out of the. Uh... <laughs> but that is an incredible fight sequence. Again, it's very good. Yeah. Because it's in a really confined space. There's a lot of flailing, but what happens to the boy? He half falls out, doesn't he? Yeah. And Gil sort of catches him, so his legs are dangling out, catching the boy. Yeah. I can't quite describe it. It's well, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's very good. And then while it, so all he can do is sort of oh, punch everyone my away. God. Oh my God. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, well, there's a lot I of do very like good that action sequence. sequences in it, and yeah. it's, it is very seventies. Oh yeah, it doesn't feel like it's necessarily an exotic and weird thing that you'd only see in an Indian film because yeah. it's seventies action sequences mm-hmm. as played out through mm-hmm. the the filter of Bollywood. Yeah, so it is very interesting in that sense. And I mean, look at what I've got on my notes here now. I was mainly just keep thinking about double diamond beer. <laughs> So heroes and villains are one thing, but we also have family and we have female characters who are pretty much sidelined in this story, a bit like the way they are in High and Low. The book, I think, treats them a bit better because they give her some agency, even if she does choose to stay with her husband in the end. But she mm. she manages to be a bit more argumentative. In this, the wife is very passive, although she does make a point of like, why don't you? Who are you? If, yeah. you don't, if you don't pay for this ransom. You don't really see her that much. She's kind of in the background. She's there at the beginning, obviously, in the party scene. And there's a lovely scene where they're on the bed and he's sort of sort of lying down. She's sort of sat up a little bit and it's just so beautifully shot. I really like that. Where I think they're sort of mildly remonstrating, mm. you know. Um, but the, I think the, the female character, in if you compare it to high and low, is, is it Gita Chowdhury? Yeah. Because they feel they need to have a love interest, she's sort of taken over that maternal role. And actually, she's very maternal towards both the boys. Yes. I don't know if you picked up on that. The main thing I picked up on was that she's rubbish at making tea. Yes. Because there's two sequences where <laughs> she makes tea badly. One flashback. Which triggers the flashback mm. and one in the flashback. Mm. <laughs> so don't accept a cup of tea from uh, Gita Chowdhury. 
Oh, Gita. It's probably Gita Chowdhury Gill now. Uh, would it be? <laughs> and of course, him being the investigating officer, Inspector Gill, yeah. means that eventually uh, Mr. Chowdhury comes round to his way of thinking and says, you know, you know what? Seeing as you've rescued the boy and all this, that and the other, yeah, you can. Well, yeah, because there was a, start a relationship yeah, there's a scene sister. before and it was it was like some ham-fisted scene. It was like, oh, yes, she was in love once with a policeman. I said no to that. And then, you know, I think Gill says something. And pretty much says, oh, yeah, that was me. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's... <laughs> oh, my God, it was you. But you're a nice man. <laughs> you know? Oh, maybe I should think twice about my decision. My decision to let my sister marry someone, you know. Well, yeah, that's sure. <laughs> presumably reflective of the society. What'd you say? As best we know from the, our position. Uh, the situation at the time and with some families. The male head of the household. Yeah. Being in control Smash of the this. patriarchy. So some other little bits that are similar to High and Low are sequence with an incinerator. Although mm. in High and Low we basically have a crazy man with yeah, you know, the place where the smokes come from. There's like a really fantastic shot, and I think they've shot it like so. They've obviously gone to a real place. Obviously, you wouldn't mock this up in a studio or anything. And it's a shot looking kind of looking down, and it's quite a long shot. And there's somebody working at a massive incinerator that pulls this huge. God, it must be like 10 foot of molten, practically, steel out of this thing. And then Vinod Kanna, Gil, just kind of sauntered right beside it as if it's nothing. The health and safety on oh this my set God. must have been <laughs> lapsed, to say the, uh, the least. I, I feared for him. <laughs> Historically feared yeah. for him. And the, tra- and the train scene is And given quite some of the similar. materials their suits would have been made oh. of in the 1970s, a stray spark out of that incinerator and his legs would have been... Ooh. It had been rubbing Vaseline on them for donkey's years. <laughs> and the other thing is that we... I mentioned before at the top of the podcast that we do have a comedy character, the guy who spots something weird happening in the pool that enables them to find the car, and he's later in the bar. He's the sort of zany comedy character mm. that sort of populates... There's an equivalent in High and Low, and then they sort of populate the Ed McBain books with these weirdos that you sort of see on the street. Yeah, yeah, goof, not goofballs, but yeah, no, oddballs. You can call them goofballs. Goofballs, goofballs, oddballs. Yeah, that was very authentic. Yeah, I like that. I like how they sort of... And you do, in in Indian cinema, you do get these odd characters, like it might be the neighbour or the cousin or the family friend that technically is a servant or whatever, you know, that's... It's a really sort of rich history of these sort of sort characters. Of clowns yeah, those, clowns, they? yeah, definitely, yeah. Light relief, comic relief. Mm. The character of Mr. Chowdhury then is our Douglas King character and he's our character from High and Low who does the thing where he agrees to sew the magical things, not magical, <laughs> the detecting powders and things that change the water colour or the smoke colour. And he does the same thing. He goes and gets his tools. Yeah. So you notice something about that. Yeah, well, in this film, I noticed that they were right there. They were just like, he took like two steps and they were in a cupboard. So he's kept that close to him. He's not hidden them away in a These basement. Are his, tool, his leather working yeah, tools. Yeah, his leather working tools. His, yeah, his company. bits. His, like, his little sort of pack, his little case of tools. They're not hidden away in a basement. They're not in an attic somewhere, forgotten about because he's now this big businessman. They're there. He knows They're his close roots. By. He knows his roots. He knows where he's come yeah, from. Absolutely. Well, it's an interesting thing to see that this film exists in the first place, and in fact that there's a film, there's a remake of this film, 
as listeners to this will know, there's one in the Telugu language called Dongalaveta or something like that. And I assure you, I am not doing a podcast about that. But we will we, watch it if we can get a chance. If we can find it, yeah. we'll watch you it. You might want to do a little do tiny a, blog. A, yeah, I'll do a <laughs> We blog. liked it. It was good. Well, we might not like it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't like it. It was bad. The funny thing is, it's although it's changed in a way, it doesn't feel like it's diluted the essence of the story particularly. But it has added in a couple of colourful songs. Mm. A man who's got a tiger noise appear, when he appears. Yeah. It's just because it and high and low are completely different types of films. Yeah, completely for four different audiences for different reasons, you know, and they're both they're both so enjoyable. So for anyone who's guested on a side pod about a non eighty seventh precinct book subject, there's no official route through Kenneth for rating these things, but we are going to allow you to award a special value, a special score mm-hmm. to this film, and it will be in, not police shields, not in American police okay. shields, anyway, it will be in Indian CID <laughs> police warrant cards. Thank you. I have fitted Kenneth with the Hindi translation unit so he can help me oh, work great, it out. because you didn't have Kenneth for the last podcast. No, we didn't, but, you know, I've just Aww. thought, in, you know, in this day and age, with Hindi being quite a, you know, a popularly spoken language across Aww. the world, there's probably millions, billions of speakers, do you think? I don't know. Hey everyone, it's Groff Conklin here, the fact-checking ghost. I've got a quick rundown of the top most spoken languages. Number one, Chinese. Number two, Spanish. Number three, English. And Hindi comes in at number four, with about 300 million speakers worldwide. That's a lot of speakers. Bye. Well, I just feel we needed to be prepared. Thank you. You know, to extend reach. So... I would like you to give Inkar from 1977 a rating of Indian CID police warrant cards. Out of? Out of 100. I want to give it 81 Indian CID police cards. Okay. Warrant cards. I thought it was great. And I will award it 75. (laughs) Great. So that gives us a special Kenneth total... (laughs) Of 78 police right. reference points. <laughs> if you units. Want. Yes. These are that's the units. respectable, that. That's, that's quite respectable. It is. It's certainly... It's not a novelty. It only seems like a novelty watching it after high and low yeah. because it's so much more... So different. ...colourful and yeah. strange in comparison. But that... Oh, before we finish, can I oh. just check? Before we finish. Yeah. The main star in this, then, if our Steve Carella character is, is Vinod Khanna... Mm. So is he, is he very famous? Extremely. He was one of the biggest stars in the cinema. So is, is there an equivalent in Western oh, cinema? Who would he be the equivalent so I, of? Absolutely no. I can't give you that. And I don't know. Because I don't know him that well. This is the only second film I've seen of his. The only second the film? Only se- this is only the second film I've seen of his. But would you say he's on the line of like a Robert Redford sort of level of fame? He probably would have been once. I think been... he was absolutely massive. He only died within the last year as well. He was a politician after he retired from acting. So he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's great in this. I really do. I think he's powerful. Definitely, thrusting. Yeah, thrusting. Masculine. Masculine. Looks Got lovely hair. Some, looks good in his sunglasses. Excellent in sunglasses. And for some reason, on the cover of the DVD, he's dressed in a 
policeman's uniform, which L- he never wears in the yeah, film. Yeah, listener, he does not. He does not wear a police. I can't work out where this shot's from, because well, there's another. Film, there's a couple of other DVDs from this range, where he's like Vin O'Cana films, where he's in a, like a similar pose in the same outfit. And I've can't. I can't. I, I've not been able to find out which film this is actually from because it's not from this film. Well, there you go. There's <laughs> a mystery for you to pursue. That I will report back in a blog. And we will thank, as always, our patron saint, Ed McBain, for leading us to something very interesting. Thank you, Edward McBain. In the form of Inkar from 1977. So I'll wrap it up there, and I'll wrap it up by saying thank you very much, Lorraine, for joining me. Thank you very much for inviting me on. Well, that's all right. (laughs) Goodbye. Cheerio. (laughs) 